0: If I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. Can you say clutch? The New Jersey Devils have extended their win streak to eight games in a thrilling OT battle against the Ottawa Senators. We have a lot to talk about in today's episode of Locked on Devils. Do you believe in miracles? Because I certainly do. Buckle up, everybody. You're Locked on Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Scores! Oh, Stephen stepped up, nailed it. Rodors got the puck. What a shot! The Devils win the Stanley Cup. All righty, now what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer, and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. So, for the first time since 2011, the New Jersey Devils are winners of eight straight games. And what's on the docket for them? They got the Arizona Coyotes, and then they got the Montreal Canadiens. So, like I said a couple episodes ago, not trying to jump the gun on anything. Don't want to get ahead of myself. But those matchups work in the favor of the New Jersey Devils. Now, this game against the Ottawa Senators was a thriller. OT victory. We could talk about some of the good, which was obviously the OT game winning goal by Nico Heischer on the assist from Dougie Hamilton's great shot. But there was also some bad, which was Vitek Manchet getting hurt. We kind of have a little bit of an update on him. I don't think it's going to be as bad as people are projecting it to be, but it does prove my point saying that the New Jersey Devils are a little vulnerable at that position, but digressing a little bit. And we could also talk about this game as a whole, which was the New Jersey Devils. They had a lot of grade A opportunities as the game progressed. They had uh, more uh, creations for themselves in order to find the open man and just try to find the back of the net. But the Ottawa Senators somehow, someway, were able to just uh, shut them down in that regards. But on the other side of things, the Devils got a little too sloppy and the Ottawa Senators, and the few chances that they did have, they were able to make the most of it. So in the previous episode, I did a crossover with the guys over at locked on senators and I made a few predictions. So I said that the final score prediction was going to be four to two in favor of the new Jersey devils. And I said that for the most part, it might be a three to two game. And then the new Jersey devils are going to win in regulation and they're going to get an empty netter goal. Now here's the thing. I did get the four goals correct, but obviously it went into OT, but uh, what was the score going into overtime? Three, three. So I would. I'll say that's somewhat of a correct prediction because I got the amount of goals that the New Jersey Devils would score correct, and then I said that there was going to be an Akira Schmid sighting. Not the way how I wanted to go down, but nonetheless, Schmid was able to pick up his first career win, and a win is a win. And he was able to come up clutch during the course of OT. It seems like every time I talk about a New Jersey Devils goalie at this point, I just talk about how clutch he is because. Schmidt was able to rob Brady Kachuk of a few good opportunities, and that certainly should not go unnoticed. And then I said that Nico Heischer was going to prove to the Senators fan base why he could still be a superstar in this league. Once again, he was able to get two goals. He extended his point streak to six games. And once again, he was uh, the top star for the New Jersey Devils as he was credited with the OT goal. So, Let's start with overtime. Let's work backwards, shall we? Because, like I said, this was a thriller. And let's just talk about the most exciting part of the game. So the overtime victory. So going into OT, the score was three a pop. And for the first minute or so of overtime, the New Jersey Devils, it looked like that they had somewhat uh, control of the offensive pressure. But then the Iowa Senators were able to take it down to the other side of the rink. And John Marino was called for a slashing penalty he tried to argue his case, but ultimately he had to go to the sin bin. And then it was a four on three advantage in favor of the Ottawa Senators. And it was not a good circumstance for the New Jersey Devils to be in, obviously, because now you got to focus on just killing off the puck. Don't try to play hero. Don't try to get the shorthanded goal. Just do whatever whatever it takes to try to blast the puck down the other side of the rink. And there were a couple of times when the Ottawa Senators, they tried to let a shot rip. And unfortunately, the puck just squirted into neutral zone and they were killing the time off for the New Jersey Devils, but some of the chances that they did get were uh, some grade-A chances on Schmidt once again. But before we talk about that, I want to talk about Eric Halla not backing down. So here's the thing. Eric Halla. I'm sure he was frustrated throughout the entirety of the game because as we saw early on, Eric Holla was creating shots for himself, similar to Tomas Sattar, who was able to get a goal in this game. Similar to Jack Hughes. Jack Hughes was able to get an assist this game, and it looked like that Jack Hughes was probably destined to score... Unfortunately, didn't work out in that sort of way. But at least Jack Hughes was able to walk away with some sort of point. But then when looking at Eric Kala, you just saw a lot of good opportunities for him. But unfortunately, he was just unlucky. And it seems like the hockey gods were against him. So he could have pouted about it. But he was able to make a big impact. And unfortunately, I don't think anyone is going to give him the necessary credit that he deserves because he broke his stick during the power play advantage the Ottawa Senators in OT. But instead of just backing down. He just uh, threw his stick on the ground. He threw up his hands. He was just like bring it on. I'm ready. I'm ready. And he was anticipating the shot or the pass attempt. Like he was crouching down. He was ready to go. And basically the, the example that I used. When I did a post game reaction episode. With the guys over at Locked On Senators. I just said out there. Eric Halla just looked like a basketball player in the ready stance. It, it kind of reminded me, if, if any of you are basketball fans out there, look up this player. It kind of looked uh, it looked like uh, Patrick Beverly. Patrick Beverly just not backing down, just saying, you know what? I might have the disadvantage, but I'm going to try to outdog you. I'm not going to back down. Loved that overall effort from Eric Halla able to just delay the attack attempt for the Ottawa Senators And overall, I think Eric Haller deserves a lot more credit because once again, throughout the entirety of the game, he was just very unlucky. He could have gotten in his own head, but come OT, he came up big for us. And that's certainly not going to go unnoticed on my end. Now, let's talk about Akira Schmidt because going into this game, he was definitely at a disadvantage. Now, we'll talk about that in the second segment of today's show. Let's focus on the OT circumstance for Schmidt. And he, once again, he was able to rob Brady Kachuk, not once, but twice. There were a couple opportunities when Brady Kachuk was trying to go back door, I believe, but Schmidt at the last possible second was able to use his leg pad. He was able to use uh, the equipment on, his, on, the, the on the side. So not his, I, I think it went off his blocker, but nonetheless he was able to knock the puck away and just come up clutch for the New Jersey devils. And I'm just like, Whoa, Whoa, where did this come from? Because, Early on in the game, when Schmidt had to check in for the injured Vitek Vanacek, it seemed like Schmidt was just scared of the puck because at one point when the Ottawa Senators let a shot rip, it went over the crossbar and it seemed like that Schmidt was just trying to duck and cover and was able to graze uh, his equipment a little bit and go below the goal line. And ultimately, I'm just like, oh, no, that's not good. He looks scared out there, but he proved me wrong. He was able to come up big. And then speaking of coming up big, let's talk about what sent us all home happy, which was the goal. From Dougie Hamilton, that was later given to Nico Heischer. So Dougie Hamilton had a beautiful shot. So here's what happened. Jack Hughes got tangled up a little bit. And there was a penalty assessed to the Ottawa Senators. So the roles were flipped and this time the New Jersey Devils were able to have the man up advantage and there was only like 30 or so seconds left. So Either way, the New Jersey Devils were going to have the man up advantage no matter how OT ended. So they were able to walk it off in great fashion. Dougie Hamilton let a beautiful shot go off his stick. And apparently it did graze Nico Heischer. So he was credited with the OT goal. But I I, I still want to give credit where credit is due. That was a beautifully located target off the hands of Dougie Hamilton. And the New Jersey Devils were able to walk off happy campers and just, they, they were able to walk away with two points as opposed to one. So overall just Nico Heischer, once again, proving why he could potentially be a superstar. And I talked about it in the previous episode with the guys over at Locked On Senators and Nico Heischer was the first star of the game. And I, I've lost count of how many times he's been the top star. So he was the first star in this one, but overall Nico Heischer, great effort. Jack Hughes was able to get the secondary assist on it. So, the New Jersey Devils coming up big in the power play when it mattered most because it seemed like the New Jersey Devils were in somewhat of a rut when it came to power play opportunities once again because in this game they had three opportunities, but once again they were able to get it when it mattered most. So that's just what I want to focus on. So it's not how you start the game, it's how you finish, and the New Jersey Devils were able to finish really well despite uh, just being stuck in the muck a a couple times, being a little sloppy with the puck, and just overall giving the Ottawa Senators chances to keep themselves in the game, despite the New Jersey Devils having more high-danger opportunities, despite the New Jersey Devils having greater uh, shot creations and things of that nature. You guys saw with a bird's-eye view, which was the New Jersey Devils had a lot of opportunities, but unfortunately they weren't able to capitalize on it, and the Ottawa Senators were able to keep themselves in the game in that sort of aspect. Woo. That game was intense once again. So I'm going to need some energy and I'm going to give you guys a hip to a product I use literally every day. It is called AG1. And I started taking it because um, my body is a temple and I got to start treating it as such. So what is this stuff well, with one delicious scoop of AG1? You're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and abstinence to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all those things. So once again, I take it just because I want to be happier, I want to be healthier, and its lifestyle is friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything. While still tasting good, supports better sleep quality and recovery, supports mental clarity and alertness. It's the one thing that's best with Athletic Greens is that it uses best of the best products based on the latest science and constant product iterations and third-party testing. So right now it's time to reclaim your, your health and arm your immune system with the convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills or supplements to look out after your health to make it easy. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs and your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And you can also catch them on AJ Almodegger's car for calling racing in the NASCAR Cup Series come next season. Okay, so what's one of the things that I've been talking about the last couple of days in terms of the goalie position? Mackenzie Blackwood is out three to six weeks. So by default, Vitek Vanacek is the starting goalie. And I think that position was going to be VTech Vanacek's either or, just because uh, by himself, he was on a six-game win streak, and he's been performing really well in between the pipes for a New Jersey Devils. But that's not the way how I wanted it to go down. And Mackenzie Blackwood getting hurt once again. I should have saw it coming. But ultimately, just trying to uh, keep faith in our longtime goalie. But ultimately, there, there was a problem in this game uh in the second period Shabbat unfortunately ran into Vitek Vancheck when his head was down and that caused Vitek Vancheck to lay on the ground for a decent amount of time he was able to get up and the trainers had to check up on him and I thought okay this is gonna be fine he's gonna continue in the game doesn't seem like it's concussion like symptoms so I think he's gonna be okay so he finished out the rest of period number two Going into the intermission, we got no word or no update saying that uh, Vitek vancheck was going to be taken out. He was able to start period number three, but during a timeout, he went over to the bench, and then he went into the tunnel, then Akira Schmid checked into the game. And uh, basically, we got word saying that Vitek Vanacek was going to be out the remainder of the game and that, um, yeah, that he was not on the bench. And ultimately, that scared us a little bit just because it's like, one of the things I've been talking about is that the New Jersey Devils, whether we want to admit it or not, we do have a vulnerable uh, spot, which is the goalie position, especially with P- Mackenzie Blackwood being out. And I was worried that uh, since this is a head injury, maybe Akira Schmidt could be out for an extended period of time. But according to Ryan Novazinski, he talked to Lindy Ruff about it. And Lindy Ruff said he's not too concerned with the overall injury to VTech Vancek. And I'm going to believe Lindy Ruff in this sort of circumstance because once again, guys, what's the one of the worst types of head injuries you could suffer in any sport? It's a concussion. So if Vitek Vanacek had concussion like symptoms, there's no way the trainers would allow him to remain in the game. We're not the Miami dolphins. We're not going to allow one of our players to play through a concussion and risk uh, getting messed up and becoming a vegetable. That's not going to happen. So uh, they they gave him the green light to continue. Once again, he went into the intermission and he was able to start period number three. So during the intermission period, you would think that maybe the trainers would continue to reevaluate him, see if he's good to go, see if uh, they need a second opinion in that regards. And once again, he started period number three. So that's usually a good sign. He was able to walk on his own willpower. He was able to continue, but ultimately they decided to pull him out for the likes of Akira Schmidt. And I was a little concerned just because it's like, you know what? The, I, I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to, I'm not even going to act like one. So I don't know the full story behind Vitek vancheck and his head injury. But it, I, I, I must say, I don't think it's a concussion. And I think if I had to take an educated guess, I think it's just going to be day-to-day kind of thing. And quite honestly, guys, what's one of the things I've been talking about the last couple episodes. I talked about it in the uh, previous crossover with the guys over at Locked On Senators. I said, during these three periods of games between the Ottawa Senators, the Arizona Coyotes, and the Montreal Canadiens, maybe it's not the worst idea in the world to give Akira Schmidt a chance in between the pipes just so he could get his feet wet and get himself reaccustomed to the NHL. Just because last season he didn't do too well, we had to bring him back up. So maybe, uh, you project that he's going to make a few mistakes here and there. So maybe it's best to do it against these teams, which no disrespect to them, but their records reflected. They're not all that good. They're not teams that you fear. They're not even teams that you somewhat respect. It's just like teams that um, if you make a mistake, they're not going to uh, make you pay the price. So I said in two or three of these games, give Akira Schmidt a chance in between the pipes because he can make the mistakes and it most likely won't come back to bite him so that was my overall mindset so I project that Schmidt is once again going to get the nod at goalie against the Arizona Coyotes they're not going to rush VTech Manichek back I think it's going to be a day-to-day kind of thing Lindy Ruff said once again that he's not concerned with it so that's usually a good sign and I don't think it's a concussion if he was able to continue in the game but you know, just Akira Schmidt did well in, as the game progressed, he did look a little frazzled. He did look a little scared, but uh, similar to what happened to VTech Vanchek a couple of games ago, he was just coming in cold. So that's bound to happen. He's bound to be just a little bit rusty, but he was able to clean it up uh, when it, when it mattered most. And that was in, that was in OT. So ultimately guys, uh, yes, we are still vulnerable at the goalie position. I still believe that the New Jersey Devils should try to find maybe just a more suitable backup because I don't know how long Jonathan Bernier is going to be out for. Once again, we projected it around American Thanksgiving time, but he had a setback during uh, training camp, which raises a question. Like why were we playing with Jonathan Bernier during the inter squad scrimmage? I get it's not like in real in-game action, but why were we pushing the envelope a little bit in training camp? Because you know, he's coming off a major hip surgery. He's on the other side of his better days. Why are you uh, risking it by letting him, suit up in inner squad scrimmages like that like I said I'm not a coach or anything but and I'm not gonna pretend like I'm one but I'm just saying like maybe that wasn't the best idea in the world and I don't know why it took the devil so long or took Jonathan Bernier so long to reveal like uh, what the injury circumstance was for him in that regards but anyway just I'm, I just had to address the bad so there we go there was the bad in that game for New Jersey Devils Vitek Banachek went down with an injury. I don't think Shabbat did it on purpose. I think it was just wrong place, wrong time. Akira uh, Schmid checked into the game, was able to save face. Banachek, I think, just had his head down. And unfortunately, Shabbat was just skating towards the puck and just wrong. Once again, wrong place, wrong time in that sort of circumstance. Now, like I said, we're kind of working backwards and in, in, in talking about the game. So let's talk about my overall reactions to the New Jersey Devils win. They can never make it easy, can they? Because this was a team that played very sloppy. They had a lot of great chances, and they let the Ottawa Senators, a team that was on a six-game losing streak, hang around a little too long. I'm glad that we got the win, but we cannot continue to, like, just – play sloppy like that and just try to uh, expect to win. But you know what? Maybe I'm being a negative Nancy in that regards. It's just like, just clean it up a little bit because what I saw was great energy from New Jersey Devils. There's no answers or buts about it. Both teams came up with great speed. It reminded sort me sort of of that Edmonton Oilers game in which the New Jersey Devils were playing at a fast pace. The Oilers were obviously playing at a fast pace, but the difference between the Oilers and the senators is obviously age and experience. So, once again, the Senators, I felt as though we should have just blown them out the water just a little bit, but the Senators have pretty decent offense, but they can't really stop anyone, so that that kind of cancels each other out, whereas the Devils, we have good offense and we also have good defense, and we have decent goaltending for the time being, but uh, yeah, I, I felt as though that the New Jersey Devils should have just uh, made this game a little less competitive, but I'm not going to complain, especially since we were able to come out come away with the win, but Yeah, that's my overall reaction, which is, and and I'm sure a lot of you saw it as well, and the advanced analytics show it, uh, courtesy of James Nichols, who actually tweeted out uh, some of the shot charts and the high-danger opportunities for both respective teams. If you look in period number one, you saw that the New Jersey Devils had a lot of high-danger opportunities, but unfortunately, it just didn't really work out in their favor all that much. And I think Bill Spalding and Ken Danico actually acknowledged it on air as well, saying – this should have been like a four or five to two kind of game after period number one, just with the, all the opportunities that the New Jersey devils were creating for themselves. So um, there's something to consider. And once again, if you look at that chart, you see where the Ottawa senators were taking their shot opportunities and it's in the blue, it's in the cold. That is, in, those are not really good shot creations for the Ottawa Senators, but somehow, some way in less opportunities, they were able to capitalize on them. So, That's my overall mentality, which is great energy. I I saw a lot of great determination from Tomas Chatar, which, by the way, shout out to Tomas Shatar. He's on a six-game point streak as well. He has a goal and six assists. He was able to get a goal in this game. So shout out to Tomas Shatar in that regards. Shout out to Eric Hala playing with high energy once again. He was yearning for his first goal of the year. But unfortunately, he just continued to get handcuffed. But he came up big in OT in my eyes. So uh there's something to consider right there and then for jack hughes once again similar to Halla and tatar he was just playing with high energy out there playing with fast pace making great passes and just trying to create for himself jack hughes was able to walk away with two points with two assists um i'm sure uh he he would much rather have a goal but um I, i i was sensing a jack hughes goal in this game but unfortunately it didn't come into fruition but still jack hughes played with a lot of energy out there and it seemed like Similar to what I've been talking about for Jack Hughes, he's controlling that energy, and that's what I want the New Jersey Devils to do, marching forward. So shout out to those three players for just playing at high energy and just trying to create for themselves and their teammates, and uh, that it, it gets these kind of results, which is just another uh, win on the board for New Jersey Devils, and hopefully we can extend our win streak to ten games when we play the Arizona Coyotes and then the Montreal Canadiens. But crawl before we walk. Now let's compare the overall final stats. So. The stats for a New Jersey Devils: shots on goal 41 to 28 in favor of the devil's face-off percentage, 50% of pop power play. Senators were one for four. Devils were one for three uh, hits 14 to six in favor of the senators blocks 23 to 11 in favor of the senators giveaways. Devils led that department seven to three. Once again, control the puck and don't give your opponent opportunities to try to uh, keep themselves in the game because you're lucky. This happened against the Ottawa senators. If you do this against a top-tier team like the Boston Bruins or a team of that caliber, trust me, the New Jersey Devils might have been put to bed a little early, but I don't want to speculate on anything. Don't want to uh, come off as a pessimistic. I'm very happy with the win. I'm very happy with the overall effort for the New Jersey Devils. Not A, happy for the Devils, but I'm going to give them a solid B because they came away with the win. They played hard. They created a lot of good shots for themselves, but you got to take care of the puck, and you can't give your opposition chances to remain uh in the game and try to keep it competitive in that sort of aspect especially if it's against a team that coming into this matchup was on a six game losing streak so let me know what you guys think am I being too harsh am I being fair what did you think about the OT victory I gave you guys my opinion I was on the edge of my seat it was exciting and I know Nico Heischer was credited with the goal but still that that was still a great shot from Dougie Hamilton and yeah just let me know what you thought about the game in general Devils on an eight game win streak I'm on cloud nine right now. It's like Moneyball. So we found our band of fits and we're on a lengthy winning streak. So as for today's episode, guys. That's all the time I have for you. So continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Hit me up on my personal Twitter page, at TreyMatt4, and the show's Twitter page, at LockedOnDevils. And I will catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again. Go Devils.